catching you up on the latest stories that you should know from around the Sunshine State heading into this Thursday morning, April 6th. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Giddy up, Marion County families. A new collaboration between the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership and Marion County Public Schools will be bringing equine studies to K-12 schools countywide starting this fall. To learn more about the collaboration, I spoke with Ben Whitehouse, the Director of Student Pathways at MCPS, the Director of Elementary Pathways, Deb Riedel, and Tamara Fleischaker, the Chief Experience Officer with the Ocala Metro Chamber, to understand how students might interact with horses and what impact it may have on the local economy. This is a really exciting opportunity for our students to really get engaged with equine studies in our district. We've had courses in the past at our high schools, and it's been taught traditionally through an animal science curriculum, which really looks at livestock animals in general you know, across the board. But being that we have such a growth in our equine industry with the arrival or question center, and obviously we got tons of farms, very old farms have been in fact a long time, you know, we felt it was time for us to really have a, a program that focused just on equine studies. And so our goal is to open this new program up as an academy, a magnet opportunity for students from around the district, not just students in North Grand High School, but students from around the district that want to learn and, and really focus on understanding equine science, equine management, you know, et cetera, that they can kind of be a part of this. So, you know, once the program is approved by the State Board of Education, the opportunity is now for any other school district that wants to adopt that curriculum can take that curriculum um, that we've laid out and then start to put in the program of their own. But also, like, we want to really expand equine learning across the district K-12, not just in a localized program, even though this program will really specialize in it and, and get a lot of focus. We want to make sure all of our students are exposed to the opportunities that are available. Speaking from elementary, we are we have been involved this year and we're very excited about getting our students at such a young age involved in the equine industry. We are the horse capital of the world. So we have a lot of students and even adults who haven't perhaps seen a horse in person before. So we're very excited to get going um, at the elementary level. We are partnering with Gentle Carousel. They have therapy horses and they're going to start coming into our classrooms and doing um, a presentation. And so we're very excited. We put that information out to all of our school administrators and we do have our very first schools signed up um, and that is happening at the end of the month. So we're just in the initial phases of getting our elementary students involved and we are very excited about all of the possibilities. Absolutely, this seems like an incredible opportunity for students. And maybe from an economic perspective, um, Tamara, can you comment on what this might mean for Marion County? And as we look at this in terms of uh, the economy, that's really the biggest piece for us. When we look at this in terms of workforce and future workforce demands, as the horse capital of the world, it's critical that we have a prepared workforce that can keep, um, you know, keep our jobs flowing in this area because we do everything from I mean, we've got horse training and breeding, but we have 66 different breeds represented across the county. Plus, we have so many competitors that we have Olympians in our area. We have so many facilities. Um, and with the World Equestrian Center coming in over the last couple of years, it's really changed the trajectory of, of equine uh, within our community, within the region, within the state. 
So we recognize that we need every type of job from hospitality to media. There are so many science-related jobs that come from veterinarians, vet techs, things like that. And then there are just some really great hands-on opportunities in terms of training and groomers. And all of that requires students to actually have a comfort with being around a large animal. And so that starts with our elementary school programs, introducing them to a horse. That starts with us taking this into the classrooms and providing opportunities within these life science and other programs where students can get hands-on, they can learn about career opportunities, and we can help grow our economy. And that is that is really what we are behind doing here. So that is why it's the perfect partnership with CEP's equine initiative for us to work with Marion County Public Schools on this initiative. Mm-hmm. And Ben, maybe bouncing back to you, this seems like a very extensive project. So what kind of timeline or process did you work through in order to get this program ready to go? Yeah, so we've we've actually had an equine program of sorts at North Grand High School for quite a long time, a number of years now. We've had a great relationship with Bobby Jones Equine out there and getting opportunities for students to go and see how um, a breeding farm works, how they can learn to care for animals, getting horses donated in school. But um, when we really started focusing in on having an equine-specific program, it was probably about two years ago. Um, so what we've done is work with not only the teachers at North Marion, but also working with the College of Central Florida because we wanted to mirror our program after the Equine Studies AS degree program that they have there. So for students that want to continue their education, they've got a natural progression of understanding moving from the high school level to the college level. Um, and so we worked with them for you know the last year or so on developing the curriculum and then presenting it to the Florida Department of Education this year. We've already started working on bringing students into the, to the school for this program because our and our first year course that we offer for the program is a general agricultural science course that you offer in any ag program, no matter what it is. So we can already lay a foundation work for those students that are interested. Um, but our, our next step next year would be to focus our students in the equine studies program specifically. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not every day that you see a horse fit in a classroom. So what might the, you know, program look like outside of the classroom as well? Yeah, so you can bring a mini horse into the classroom. <laughs> that is part of what we'll be doing. Uh, but a full-round horse, certainly now. Um, and so, you know, all of our high schools right now in Rear County, we've been a huge agricultural county in general for decades and so all of our high schools actually have very large land lab spaces uh, that we use for animals in general and so being able to adapt some of those for the the care of courses um is i think going to be crucial down the line where our goal working with cp is to develop some really good community partnerships because um caring for and owning horses is a very expensive thing to do and so we need good relationships with veterinarians for ongoing care, with feed supplies for ongoing care. So the more that we can build those networks of folks that want to work with us in the education of our students, helping them get a better understanding, the easier it becomes for us to expand beyond just one high school and, and other programs. And Tamara, did you have any final thoughts on that as well? I mean, from our standpoint, we're, we are thrilled to be able to open up, you know, the resources that we have within our equine initiative. And you know, we've already had some exciting conversations to get to this point over the past couple of years. We know that so many uh, of our equine people within the community from 
whether it's our trainers and our breeders to those who supply feed, um, they are super excited to work on this partnership with the schools. Uh, you know, again, we look towards this as such a great opportunity for this program, and we really hope that it's something that other communities will replicate over time to really be able to understand, you know, this amazing breed, the breeds of animals that we have here in our in our courses and our equine centers. And, and this is such a great opportunity, um, you know, again, being able to expand our traditional ag programs that I think people understand a little bit better. We're just really excited to be able to, to help provide some resources to the schools and have them expand this program out for something that are really be a wonderful opportunity in the future for our students and our future workforce. That was Ben Whitehouse, Deb Riedel, and Tamara Flyshaker sharing how equine studies programs in Marion County Public Schools might help the local economy. Now for today's top headlines from around the state. The University of Florida is the latest among state universities to ban social media apps, TikTok, and WeChat from their Wi-Fi networks and state-owned devices. The Alligator reports the announcement Wednesday stated the ban takes place immediately and follows bans from Florida State and Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. The Florida legislature is cracking down on the theft of catalytic converters, the pollution regulators in personal vehicles. The News Service of Florida reports the new bills in the House and Senate would create third-degree felony charges for knowingly purchasing, possessing, or selling stolen converters. They are valuable for their contents of precious metals. Bills in the Florida House and Senate may end breed-specific dog bans in Miami and Sunrise. Florida Politics reports that the bans on animals, specifically pit bulls, will likely be reversed after the bill's unanimous Senate committee approval. The bipartisan support would mean fewer animals end up in shelters or on the street. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org to subscribe and view our most recent issues. I'm Sarah Sowers, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Thursday.